Podcasting live from San Jose, California, it's the Dad Bod Rap Pod with your host, David Ma. Hello. Nice. Uh, <laughs> dude, good to be with you, man. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, Damone um, is on assignment, yeah. but we are here uh, live in Zoom from uh, probably 1.3 miles away. Uh, <laughs> Damone uh, is in uh, Minnesota picking up some shrooms. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll have them going to minnesota baltimore and i think new york all in one trip yeah. um that sounds really fun uh we wish him well he should be back in the saddle um next week sometime i'm nate leblanc i'm also uh captaining the ship this week but um dave it's always big news in uh dbrp world when uh woods billy woods as uh people who don't know him know him uh drops a new album uh maps just dropped last Friday. Uh, initial thoughts, man. Uh, well, initial thoughts. I think. I think anything that Billy puts out these days, it's like, fuck, dude. What a fucking run this guy is on. Like, literally, I, it it feels like he can do no wrong. I, I mean, for me personally speaking, um, but uh, I really like this album. And and no no disrespect to Church, but I like this more. And as we were saying off um, off mic, um, I think it's just Kenny's production. I just really like the beats on here. Um, I can't believe that Hiding Places was 2019. Which I know, that feels like a lifetime ago. ago. Hopefully this isn't like the Olympics where we have to wait another four years for these guys <laughs> to collab. But there's certainly um, just a sense of magic. I just, uh, you know, Hiding Places is, is a modern classic to me. And this, even though it's different, feels like a continuation of it a little bit. Um, just in terms of just how they interact and stuff. I mean, the lead single, Soft Landing, gripped me right away loved it so much and um love all the guest spots on here too uh Crowley chris that crazy track with danny brown insane danny, Tum- danny brown performance i'm totally. like would we call this a verse is this just like free association <laughs> i love it don't get me I wrong but i'm like i love it i um just i mean you guys clicked on the link so you probably know but we are we are expecting one or more of uh uh, Kenny Siegel and Billy Woods, both of whom have been on the pr- the program multiple times before, to join us uh, to talk about this in a second. So hopefully we'll get to air out some of these questions. We're just kind of uh, talking about it ahead of time. Um, yeah, I think um, both the guys from Shrapnel um, right. show up really well here. Elusive, always, always welcome um, on a, um, you know, collabing with Woods or Solo and just like right. bringing gravitas to the proceedings and um i i mean it's so obvious it feels almost dumb to say but i guess i'll just say what's your take on like this is like a travel record this is a right, this, this right. Uh, record like kind of exists in a state of perpetual motion like how did that yes you? um i loved it i i love i love the concept of it and you know woods being such like a citizen of the world already i think it just fits in perfectly you know if he's making food rep african food references and new york um sidewalk references like all of it i think is very equally striking i um you know just to take it back to the collaboration aspect i love the aesop rock track as well um they've uh 
collabed twice uh, on a track called Tumbleweed, Tumbleweed off of Dower Candy. And of course, that track Slippery Slope with uh, Open Mic Eagle off of Blockhead's uh, release. And um, I wouldn't mind an album from uh, a Billy Woods' uh, Aesop Rock album. I think oh, the voices are just like very complimentary and sort of just their different energies. They're going to um, run out of nuts. words, though. They will use every single word <laughs> in the English language. Um, if those they two get, a, get on a whole track together, that, I'm happy. Like, I'm like, now I'm sitting here picturing that. I'm like, yeah, I'd be fully in for that. Totally. Maybe just an EP, then. Maybe just an EP. <laughs> but, Leave um, some words for the rest of the rappers. <laughs> um, just very enthralled with this album, man. I mean, again, Woods is just on an incredible run. The command of his voice just continually strikes me. You know, he's the king of uh, the dramatic, deliberate pause, and it's it works well for me every time. It's constant, you know, his constant state of being bemused works with me, too. Like, it's just so perfect, man. Um, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, um, I, 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 it took me all day, of the, the release day, which was last Friday at this point, to get to a headspace where I felt like I could take it in, in one sitting. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to give it its full due and really listen. So I had kind of a busy day that day. But once I put the headphones on, um, I was just immediately into it. Like you, I thought the um, Samuel Herring single was a very um, fitting representation of what we could expect from the rest of the oh, album yeah. and um, a really good table setter. So I was already predisposed to like it, which like for people listening, that's what a single should do. Um, <laughs> if you get it out in the right timing ahead of time, you don't. there's not this huge um pent-up anticipation that gets people to overhype things you know what i'm saying and then um yeah I, I i was struck by how thematic it is and i don't think it's a concept album like i think there's a loose narrative right. of like i think i can tell in my way i'm listening to it when he's at home and when he's on the road right and it totally and tends to be more at home towards the back half of the album but i don't think it's so um cut and dry as that um but yeah uh, there's just a couple of lines on every woods album where i'm like oh, i'll be thinking about that for the rest of my life oh one um, million percent yeah, yeah and there's you know this this album is no um no different and I, I i'm struck by how different the sonic palette is and how varied it is where the mm -hmm. um beats that kenny siegel put together for hiding places which are some of my favorites of you know modern rap um and they were really um of a piece they all had that like uh, very interesting guitar sound in many right, of them right, and right. they they really seemed like they were um crafted in a batch on this mm -hmm. you kind of start off with like an old school hip-hop kind of a right, thing like a drum right. machine like just very basic drum machine loop there's kind of a jazz yeah sample yeah. song and i'm just yeah. like this is so interesting and then there's one and I, I i haven't listened enough to get the track names down so people just have to believe me that this is what i'm hearing i, I don't know which tracks i'm talking about necessarily except for the first one but um then there's one where it's like oh there there is that kind of backwardsy guitar thing uh, we are yeah. calling back to hiding places so it's just so interesting we're such huge fans of both of these artists and especially of them together and to see what the next iteration of their collaboration has been, but I'm, I'm very taken with it. I think it's a great record. I'll be listening to it a lot. Um, I've been through it fully twice and then other tracks here and there a couple more times. And um, you know, every time Woods put something out, it's probably the best thing I've heard in a long while. <laughs> and this is, this is no different. Um, it's crazy that he put out two excellent records last year. Right. And I mean, yeah. this doesn't feel unusual. This is just the rhythm that he's kind of gotten us used to expecting these major works to drop and totally. and i guess just to kind of wrap up the monologue here is like 
I'm also so happy for him that he has gotten to a place where like, I think he, uh, the work reflects some outward markers of success. Like not every rapper we interview can record the plane touching down in Amsterdam because they're not being invited to Amsterdam <laughs> to play shows. Right. right. Um, his, his sense of kind of sophistication about food and of course. Uh, cocktails and hotels and, um, just noticing such little details. And then there's just that line where he's like, um, I'm alone uh, smoking in a cardigan or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, me too, <laughs> dude. Uh, so just oh, so funny. Man. But yeah, yeah. Uh, great record. Really excited for the chance to talk to them in a couple of minutes. And um, just highly recommend if people have thus far not taken our advice to get on the backwoods train. Um, it's It's time. Um, yeah, I see Woods yeah. getting profiled in Rolling Stone and The Guardian. Yes. Like, um, you know, he kind of already was NPR core or whatever. He always gets good reviews on Pitchfork. But this is I think he's going to get serious consideration for in like yeah. the broader culture of like what underground rap or wordy rap or artful rap or thoughtful rap can be. And he's such a great spokesperson and emblem for the kind of music that we really enjoy. And it's just it's just so cool to see him level up consistently totally, and i feel like totally. this record represents a really good moment for people to check in because i'm gonna use the a word dave and i want to hear what you think about this we talked about this when terror management come out came out is this the accessible billy woods record wow i yeah it's kind of hard to say um i would say maybe um ethiopes is um but you know I, i'm not sure like all of them sort of have like this sort of like dour sentiment to all of it right i mean um I, even that line in soft landing where he's like um it ruins my whole day when my mama baby's mad at me or some, something like that and it's like yeah you know what i mean just a, <laughs> a fleet a fleeting line it's like i absorb it so tough yeah. um yeah man i think i think it's incredible i think um to your point about just seeing his growth and just sort of um the, the bigger spotlight on him also i think his growth as a label chief as well um you can see like deliberate moves for him to have people like shrapnel on of yeah. course it, of course elucid is just like sort of the perfect counterpart and um you know w with our conversations with some of the other people on his label like he does seem very he does seem very hands-on so that's very that's very cool to see materialize um not only for him but for the label you know his business as well um yeah very into this album man i'm gonna keep saying it um i d but i can't i can't really answer your question i don't know how accessible this is as yeah compared. um you know? I, I feel like it has a kind of breeziness to it and that people who are privileged to travel such as you and i are will relate to a lot of the oh yeah uh, the hurry up and wait aspect of it right like we're, right. we're not always going because we have a gig but um, you and I have both made our way around a little bit. And I think there's um, uh, a kind of very relatable world weariness that is Absolutely. like, yes, this is some cool shit I'm doing. I'm also tired. I also want to go to bed. I'm also annoyed. <laughs> right. I also like miss my um, he said this this thing. And I'm not going to remember the full context of the line, but he was like basically like he gets somewhere and then he's like, I administered food and drugs. Which is right. like the, um, you know, playing on the FDA, the federal agency, uh -huh. the Food and Drug Administration. But it's also like, that's pretty much all I want when I get anywhere. Totally. You know what I mean? It's totally. like, okay, now I want my like creature comforts. And um, we, I think we've been saying Woods has the illest uh, food references in the rap game for quite a while. But it, it even takes it to another level on this one where it's very specific. Like he mm. kind of has a cookout track. 
<laughs> he's like you know if there's a grill then i'm gonna be the one manning it or something like that i'm like butchering all these lines but um it's just so it's just like um th i think that brings an accessibility to it and then the kind of varied palette that mm -hmm. we were talking about a little bit before where it's like kenny siegel's not like a you know billboard number one charts kind of producer right, but right. these are pretty clean considering mm -hmm everything all the past here all the all the work that he's done for other artists i feel like these are pretty approachable um yeah, so we'll yeah. see I, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to them about that maybe not um i'm interested in what they think but um and i, I also noticed um this is a backwards release of course but it's licensed to the record label fat possum mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for distribution so I'm, I'm hoping we get a chance to talk to woods about that i'm very curious about that i'm sure you remember that they helped put out um, some of LP's solo work yep. when uh, Def Jux. Absolutely. I don't know what you call it. Fell apart. Stopped being yeah. a thing. Um, right. And it's just so funny, dude. Like, I will always think of Fat Possum as the record label of R.L. Burnside. And, like, such weird, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what you call it. Like, it, it's blues, obviously. But, like, this very specific kind of, like, dirt baggy, like, drunk. Like, one of R.L. Burnside's records is literally called ask pocket full of whiskey or something like that <laughs> and there was always like girls on the cover it's just such a weird presentation and then i'm like okay lp is down with them like what is happening right now totally. so totally. i'm just so interested in that kind of like um synergy or relationship if you will and not that not that it matters i think anything yeah. to take the work which is magnificent to a broader audience or it's maybe a slightly different audience's this is a perfect time to kind of take that step to take, you know, let's just, let's, yeah. can we get some more ears on this? People no, are going to totally. like it if they hear it. Right. Totally. It's, it's totally. like the Quelle Chris thing. He's like, I'm not underrated. Everyone who knows me rates me very, not very highly. I'm just not known <laughs> enough. You know? Exactly. No, yeah. totally. This listening to this actually reminded me of when you and I were playing records with um, Cut Chemist and Kenny Siegel was there. And, you know, we had all these side conversations with like open mic Eagle and, just everybody else who was there, um, Rap Fiera. And um, I remember Kenny being like, hey, dude, the shit with Billy is like our best shit, bro. Like, like just just wait, just wait. Totally. And, you know, we yeah. were waiting with bated breath and it's really nice to finally hear it and see it to see it come to fruition. And it's superb. It's superb. I think yeah. it's excellent. Excellent record. So um, that's our review. Five stars, A plus. Yes, um, yes. Everyone go listen to Maps if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, it's uh, Lucia, my wife, did say a funny thing. She she like jokingly played this for me when we were on our way to our hike on Sunday, and she lasted about thirty <laughs> seconds. Uh, <laughs> and then she turned it off, but she was like, "Maps, that's the yeah 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 song." And I'm like, right, "Maps are like right. a concept, like ma maps right, are totally. a thing humans totally. have been using for millions of years to navigate the world. It's right, like right. not not just the yeah 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 song that's so the no. emblem of the indie sleaze movement, but I thought no, that was funny. No maps on your hype then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put the phone away, we'll just get lost. Um so let's kick it to the interviews. Um here is our interview with Billy Woods and or Kenny Siegel or maybe I should say Kenny Siegel and or Billy Woods. Yes. Dad bod rap up. All right, we're here with uh, producer extraordinaire Kenny Siegel back on the show. What's going on, man? Uh, it's a uh, crazy times, to be honest. <laughs> uh, 
between the album i mean obviously the album's been a crazy crazy ride so far but also another thing that i i should have said this right before we started recording uh my my dog unfortunately got really sick a few days ago and is in oh, surgery no. right now so oh, i'm, I'm so like waiting. sorry so i'm like literally like waiting within the hour to hopefully hear good news that she's all good from the surgery so yeah it's been a, and, and we just got the vinyl like literally like an hour ago at my crib so it's been an emotional roller coaster of a day, that is crazy that. uh what's your dog's name Jocka, she's she's the one on the indoors. If you like, oh yeah, have indoors like the the pit bull on the cover. Gotcha, uh, that's her. Prayers up for Jocka. Uh, thanks yep. for letting us know. And if you get that call, you feel free to jump off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into the album a little bit. It's maps. It's you and Woods uh, getting back together. Um, I feel that it's very uh, different sonically from Hiding Places. So if you don't mind, kind of walking us through like. How did how did this come together? Have you been talking about doing something again together since then? Have you been talking about it since before then? Like, what's the journey of this record? I mean, I think Woods summed it up really good when he was like, after Hiding Places, neither of us were like super eager to like jump right in and do the same thing again. Uh, and then probably about a year before we started working on Maps, we started at least like talking about the idea that we were doing a new project. And the main thesis, to be honest, going like before we knew it was about traveling or about touring or any of that, the main thesis was just that we weren't going to do a Hiding Places Part 2. That was like the only thing we mm. knew. Uh, and honestly, it took us a little while to even find the sound of it. I think of the first batch of beats that I sent Woods, there was like probably like 15 or so beats. Only one of those beats ended up being on Maps in the end. Oh, wow. 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 Uh, it wasn't really till the second batch that we really all of a sudden tapped into what we were doing, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was definitely like, like somewhat, I mean, like with my albums, like it's, I don't want to act like it's all spontaneous because there's some like thinking about it ahead of time, but a lot of the meat of the project and the same goes with Roy, with albums I do with Rory, with everyone, it like, kind of like it turns into like a like a snowball effect all of a sudden like like it's slow going in the beginning with a lot of planning and then all of a sudden we get the we get in the groove and then it happens quite quickly uh once we once we hit that stride you know um speaking of the production Nate and i were talking about like the different palette and and um just sort of the how juxtaposed um hiding places and what's your studio like now did you make upgrades since the last album or just in the last four years or, or are you using anything new or different for this uh for this time around uh i mean to be honest not like in a super deep not in a super way like as far as my main gear it's all pretty much the same stuff i did i mean the ironic thing is i had bought a new synthesizer right when we were first talking right when i was making that original beat pack for woods of for this album i just bought like a arturia micro freak it's a, it's a kind of cheap little synthesizer but a pretty cool one and a lot of those initial beats were all made using featuring that synth heavily but they didn't end up being on the album so so that mm. it, originally one of my first thoughts was like oh this is going to be the new sound for for this project uh that didn't end up happening but i would say that compared to hiding places this one's definitely a little bit more sample heavy and a little bit more one thing i was thinking about was uh like Athiopes, which i thought was so dope like preservations beats are so crazy and like his drums are always so abstract he rarely like gives you just like regular drums there's like mm -hmm. a lot of like and i thought about how like and and also just in general like i feel like so much hip-hop is like almost drumless these days like that's mm -hmm. like that's definitely like a big vibe so i was 
I, not that I want to say like all the songs do this, but I definitely had like a thought of like, I'm going to put a lot of drums in these beats. Like <laughs> that's not what anyone else is doing right now. Uh, so yeah, I definitely like, that was something I thought about uh, as far as the palette goes. Yeah. The palette, like normally it just takes, takes a little bit of time. It's, it's funny. Cause like I said, like in the beginning, there's lots of beats that I play for a project that maybe don't make the cut, not because they don't, they're not good, but just like, they're not the right thing. And then mm. towards the end, I literally will make like five new beats and we use all five of them because it's like the palette is dialed in and you right. know what the sound is and everything. Uh, you uh, you alluded to this earlier. There's kind of a very uh, from the name to the cover artwork to like the lyrical content, he heavy emphasis on uh, travel, touring, perpetual motion, <laughs> hotels, etc. Like how keyed into you were that like did that influence you as well or is that something that emerged in the writing and you didn't have much say in uh, i would say that a little bit of both but leaning heavily towards the latter like like definitely that's that was woods's department i i certainly was not the one that came up with that being the like what the album was going to be about at all uh i think we, it's funny because me and woods were talking about this literally like in the car ride a minute ago like i i think rapper weed was actually one of the very first songs we did because that song he had he did a show in LA last year, like towards the beginning of LA, last year, I think. I think that was it. And uh, that song is literally just the chronicle of the. He he came early for like six or seven days because we figured it would be a good time to like just start. That was like the very beginning of us actually starting to do real work on the project. And like everything that happened in that song is was real. Like it was literally a chronicle of our weekend. Like like the the like the box of colorful packaged weed was when we were hanging out at Al's at Al's studio because he literally has like cardboard boxes of like crazy weed <laughs> at his crib but then we like literally like for the gig uh Woods needed new shoes and I took him to Fairfax and like the Nike it's it's insane that Nike store because I normally go to like undefeated or just buy stuff off the internet like that Nike store it's all closed they had like seven pairs of shoes and a two <laughs> and it's a two-story Nike store it's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh the noodles, like all that shit. That's Mian taste. The the noodle, the Szechuan spot down the street from my house. That's also, I think, shouted out on Soundcheck as well. Slightly, like, uh, yeah, that 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 song was just literally like him recounting what we had just done that week. And then it was maybe like the day after we did that song. This is what we were just talking about. We were trying to remember what it was. We were driving to go get dinner, and I played the beat for Soft Landing, mm. and literally he was like, "Oh shit." Now I know what we're now I know this is the song that I needed. Let's just go back home. And we literally just turned around, went back home, and he did <laughs> and he wrote that song and we did it like that night. Like wow. wow. And he was even reminding me just a minute ago how like I like was trying to play the it was like a beat CD I was playing in the car. I was trying to play the other beats, and he's like, No, 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 just keep on keep on playing that one. Don't don't Move change that it. up. Let me let me think. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, thanks for the background on that. It's incredible. You know, um, is there a song on here? For you as the producer, who is which is your favorite um, Billy Woods performance on here? That's tough because there's so many good ones, man. <laughs> so early on in the process, I thought Rapper Weed was my favorite song. It now evolved past that. Part of it was just it just was so funny to me how it like encapsulated this like fun week we had had together. Uh, certainly, like hangman has some of the coldest lines to me like like the part where he's like i i stay up on sleepless nights like 
to make sure the count writes because it's tangible that that whole little like 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 group of lines and that is like super hard obviously everyone clues into the year zero the thing about the active shooters like that line is also maybe one of the coldest hip-hop bars of the year if not decade and one of the (laughs) realest and scariest things you could ever say about america but like yeah uh and and also i got tons of love obviously for new york city tap water because that one was that one was towards the end we did that one and that to me like typically well, first of all, it's weird for me to even say, I don't know what a typical Kenny Siegel beat is. I, I, I'll ask Reddit what that is. <laughs> but if I had to make a guess of what fans think a typical Kenny Siegel beat is, I would say New York City tap water fits more into that than any other beat I've ever given the woods before. Okay. Mm, right okay. on. But again, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I just would say that I, I, I bet the internet would think that possibly. Right on. Uh, and it was really cool to me just to hear him on that type of vibe and, and to see how much he killed it like because nor you don't hear him on something quite like not everything is aggressive and dark that he's on but not something quite that like that beat has a like a heartwarming kind of feel to it even though like like i mean one of the other coldest lines i love the uh the the no need for stop and frisk we we got cameras and and everything on your ig feed Cops <laughs> comes the kids right after they do the deed and he's like real fast like <laughs> So oh, good. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't use very many ad libs, but when he oh, does, the ad-lib, yeah. right, he, he has like ten ad libs on the whole album, and every one of them is like, like, like so killer. It's totally. It's we uh, last time we talked to him, it was for Ethiopes, and I was telling him like the good lawyer, like that. It's just like it's right. still in my head, like now, and I'm just like, anytime you see someone getting off or something, I'm like, good lawyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I hope you have a story for this. If you don't, it's okay. We are fascinated by the Danny Brown feature. Like, it's such an interesting verse or assemblage of lines. Like, what what happened? How did how did that how did that come back from what you All said? Right. So that one, I was not there when they recorded the verse. Uh, I'll give. So my understanding, what Woods told me. Well, first of all, that that beat was crazy. Uh, a lot of the like distorted sounds are actually like I've used this on so many songs. I have this omnichord that's circuit bent so like it has like extra features kind of and some of the features let you make like some kind of crazy almost they sound like whales whale noises like feedbacky noises so i'd been jamming with a with a friend of mine this guy matt shout out matt uh was over and he had brought over this weird drum machine and then i we were making like some kind of nine inch nails industrial jam he had this (laughs) drum machine i was doing feedback through a distortion pedal and then he left and I was like so jazzed up and I still had the pedal hooked up with the Omnicord and I loaded up that beat because I just started that beat, I think, like the day before and then just jammed over it with the distorted Omnicord. And that's what all those crazy like feedback and synth noises are. Wow. But to the Danny Brown feature. So uh, Woods very early said that that when we when he recorded his part of it, he was like, that's going to be the Danny Brown song. Uh, but it took like months and months of Danny Brown, like not actually doing it. My understanding, and again, I, I'm just saying what I what I believe I heard, I was not there, is that I believe like Woods met up with him one night, I think at a gig or something, like or out at a club or they were out somewhere, and he was like, I'm kidnapping you. We gotta go do the song right now. We're going to Steel Tips Dove's crib. I think it was like one or two in the morning when they went there. 
I, I, he didn't tell me this, but I read it in some article that apparently there was two cars of people that showed up with, with Danny Brown. Wow. And my understanding <laughs> is he was super faded. Everyone was super faded. I believe like the first half of it was written on his phone. Like he okay. had listened to the song and written something. Yeah. And then I think he just went off freestyling. Okay. When Woods initially sent me the verse, it was, it's very long. And we were like playing with like cutting it like down or like chopping it. Like, yeah, I was wondering if like, you guys paced it or anything. No. So, so we toyed with the idea of like cutting it up a little bit or chopping out the end and like leaving it at like a point part that made sense somehow. And then after I like really started fooling around with the beat on it, I was just like, this is so hard. We just got to let Danny go off all the way. And like, we both decided like, yeah, we're not, we're not editing it at all. So that's literally like his entire verse unedited, just the way he did it. Uh, I tried to like craft a beat around it. There's actually like an alternate version of that song that, so the singer, Benjamin Booker that uh, is on baby steps. He's another person that I have a whole project with him. That's actually going to hopefully come out maybe by the end of this year, probably the beginning of next year, I'm guessing. Uh, But he was in town right before, like I I met up with Woods maybe like two or three times that he came in for like a week and stayed with me to work on this album. And last year there was a month where my wife went to go visit her family in Taiwan. So she was gone. And I literally had like rap over rapper sleepover month. I had like (laughs) Woods over for for a week. Then I had Benjamin Booker or singer, artist sleepover week then yeah. benjamin booker was there for two weeks and then pink navel came for like a week uh and we've knocked out hella music while ben was there he heard year zero and was like oh shit let me play some guitar on this because he's like a guitar player and a singer mm. and there's a version of it that actually has crazy distorted walls of, of guitar towards the end of the beat wow uh, it, it comes in like once his once danny's verse turns into full freestyle i it's super dope and we'll probably put it on some like alternate thing someday. I felt like it, that beat is barely a hip hop beat to me. Yeah. Mm. And when you added the, the like walls of distortion, distorted guitars, it fully made it not a hip hop beat to me anymore. And that was why I kind of ended up being like, uh, I think like it's, it fits the album better without that, but it is so it, I just recently went back and listened to it. That's the only reason why it's on my mind and I'm talking about it so much. It's pretty fucking epic, and I will make sure that someday everyone gets to hear that that nice. version of it. That sounds great. Thank you. That's so dope, man. Thank you. You know, um, you know, on topic of features, uh, we were talking about how much we love the uh, Aesop Rock um, uh, feature on there. Was is this your first time producing for Aesop? It is. Uh, awesome. I never talked to him or really worked with him ever before, and uh, we have struck up a. a, a ongoing conversation now i, I thought like that oh, song awesome. was so good uh and yeah like uh yeah hopefully we is get there some more stuff. any any insight you could um give us about the uh, making of that track and putting it together uh i woods was there when he uh recorded that i think because Wood, woods was in portland at the time uh i think even like staying at his crib maybe uh and mm-hmm. they also did hang so it's funny because they recorded hangman there too that that's why i think it says on the album additional engineering by Aesop Rock, because Aesop Rock recorded mm. the vocals for Hangman for us. Mm. Uh, I don't really know much about uh, the making. Like, I haven't heard any crazy stories. I will say that it is some very classic Aesop Rock shit to do a very, like, per, on an album about touring, to do, like, a very insightful verse about why he's not touring or playing <laughs> on touring anymore. Uh, 
and I kind of felt like I love that verse also. Like for me personally, that verse struck a chord because I feel like just the general premise of like, I mean, I'm about to go on a tour. So I, I realize like I and I do enjoy doing shows sometimes, but I also like feel that premise of like, I would rather be at home doing all this cool stuff that you guys like to listen to rather than being out in a crowd of people most of the time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you guys are hitting the road. What's your role? Are you the, the conductor? Are you the maestro? Are you the DJ? What's the, how does, what's the Kenny Siegel and Billy Wood show look like? Well, so I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want to call myself the DJ cause I'm not using CDJs or turntables. I'm bringing the SP 404 and, and one other little, uh, little sampler thing. I guess conductor slash DJ, maybe. Okay. Uh, okay. Definitely. Well, I mean, the ironic thing is that after we leave here, our plan is to go back to my crib and practice and really put the set together. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I yeah. believe there's going to be a few little instrumental moments in the set that I do some stuff. Uh, nice. And I think that we're going to, yeah, uh, I, yeah, somewhere in between DJ and conductor else and master of, of, puppets <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, man. It, how has the reaction been like it seems like this record is doing quite well are people hitting you up like what's the what's the vibe been i know it hasn't been out for that long but you like how how is it being received uh, from your perspective i mean insanely positive positive i mean i knew look we knew it was good i mean we're not dummies i i had a similar <laughs> feeling that i felt after so the flies don't come after purple moonlight pages after hiding places like most of the main albums i've done like we were like yo this shit is really good like we were and, and we finished the album back in like i think we got it mastered in december or, or beginning of december so we've been sitting on it for a minute and like me and woods in the last few months will every like couple weeks or once a month or so be like Yo, I just listened to the album front to back again. That's just so good. Fuck. We, we really <laughs> like we definitely exchanged text messages like that. To me, like, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't love being the center of attention. So like, yes, I've definitely like checked out some Reddit threads and like read some reviews and stuff. And it's really dope and awesome that everyone's so positive about it. And I I like that. It gives me a smile, but it also like I don't know. Like that's that's definitely not like the reason I make music. So it it definitely makes me feel a little bit weird. And and also me and Woods were joking earlier. Like it is funny too sometimes seeing like gross factual inaccuracies and in people writing about the album or just things that are just yeah just yeah. There's it's just hilarious sometimes or, or people's hot takes that are like completely nonsensical about things or or I think Woods even said in an article that came out how like people sometimes like put more into certain songs like mean like hidden meanings into things where it's like literally like the song is about what the song is about like right like it's, but awesome. uh awesome awesome man well you know i mean um you you mentioned that you, you guys had this uh completed in december and you know with a little bit of hindsight um how does this rank for you versus hiding places on a personal level I mean, we both have told, has said to each other many times that we think this album is just objectively better than Hiding Places. Okay. I will say, though, that I do understand why Hiding Places is dope in a different way than this one. Like, like they, I think that Hiding Places maybe not that it sounds anything like Aethiopes either, but it captures something in a similar vein to Aethiopes of it, like, gives this, I don't know. Uh, 
yeah i mean to me like it, it's it's hard to be objective about that stuff right, the thing right. you just did I, every album i do i think is my best work like right after i do it so like if i didn't then i wouldn't be excited about the album in the first place so right uh I think I think Maps is is even better, but I, but it, I also like I I need more time to have, and and I also really like I know y'all like love quibbling about rankings and stuff. <laughs> I, I'm not a ranker. I, I can yeah. tell you like groups of things that I like, but I don't like to like make hard and hard and fast rankings. Speaking of which, I'm making one little non sequitur. Please, I was listening to one of the show. Was it the Gel episode? One of your recent episodes. That was last week. Right? Yeah. Which is the one where you guys talked about Cool Keith? I think it might have been two two of them. Ago. Oh yeah, oh, okay, a couple yeah. a couple before that. Yeah. I totally agree with your take on the new Cool Keith album. It, it's dope, but it's it's kind of like I think Real Bad Man is like the reason it's so dope. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm a huge Cool Keith fan from back in the day. What I what I will quibble with you with is Matthew is definitely a top five. I don't believe you. No, <laughs> but like, right. The de- but the death threat song to his manager, the fucking what's the last, the industry song at the end, but I'm going to throw another one that I know y'all are not going to agree with, but I literally, I thought about this cause I saw, I have this in my car. I'm just going to show you guys. Yeah. This is also, in my wow. opinion, the top master? five. He wow. just pulled out the spank master. <laughs> so, one thing so I'll say: the beats, the beats are embarrassingly bad on Spank Master, yeah. but it has, to me, like one or two top cool Keith songs. First of all, it has "Drugs," which is a, a definitely a top cool Keith song. I'm just looking at the back. Uh, the jealous motherfuckers one. Uh, the gir- my girls in jail tonight. That's not a top song, but that's a really good song. And then the captain, captain save them all. That one is a really, really good cool kid song. Is that like a response to the E40 uh, Captain Save a Ho song? Oh, I never even thought about it. It, it very well could be. Uh, oh wow, this uh, album is not on Spotify. I'm gonna track it down right, on it's YouTube. Not on and I, I will DM I, you. I have this, this is <laughs> wow. This, this CD, I literally, I think I bought this at like Aaron's Records way back in the day. That's <laughs> take that's back. amazing um quibble accepted uh we will check it out um yeah man I will, uh, i'll say that the, the production is horrible so you're, i know you're gonna I, I really have like, I, I, I if if such okay rap is two things right words and beats if the beats are all terrible i probably listened to it once when it came out and i was like these beats are trash right. next so i probably <laughs> haven't even really listened for the part that is redeemable because it's so easy to write something off when it's just not up to the quality, especially if someone who totally. has such high heights, right? To- totally. But it, yeah. it definitely has some like top tier Cool Keith vocal performances on it. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Look, okay. Looking forward to getting back into that um, and, I, right. and kind of unraveling the mystery of why it's not online. But um, yeah, uh, Kenny, the album is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just some of your best work, which is really saying something. We're huge fans. Um, we're going to let you get back to your extremely busy life. But thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for the music. Uh, tell Woods we said what's up. I will. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, I hope uh, the tour goes well. I might pop out when you guys are in San Francisco. I'll have to see how my day is going. But um, if I do, I'll say what's up. Dope. Looking forward to seeing you. All right, Yo, cool, man. man. Take care. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Oh man, uh, bummer that we missed Woods by literally moments, but um, he's out doing important rapper things mm-hmm. in LA. Um, but we got to talk to Kenny Siegel, one of our favorite producers. Um, always fun 
to talk to him about his work, and then he had some some comments back from the pod. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it, man. Uh, re- really love to just sort of have this uh, sense of community, especially with artists that we are fans of. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I mean, just to keep reiterating, I mean, this this new album is um, exquisite, man. Really into it. And really cool to hear the insight that uh, Kenny is able to give. He's he's really good about it without being overly technical, but can can get technical. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Um, it, it's so funny, dude. We we talked about the Danny Brand thing in the intro. For so stoked, we got to touch on it, even if it was kind of secondhand. But it, that that's exactly what it sounds like. Like we started with a plan and then just started meandering. He definitely sounds fucked up, and like <laughs> it's just so funny. I I I, I if anyone who's involved in the making this record listens to this part at the end. I'm so glad you kept in the whole thing. Like it's, I'm sure totally. it was definitely um, tempting to try to corral it yeah, or to, yeah. you know, to try to like tame the wildness of it. But like just getting to hear the whole thing is so refreshing. And then to hear that it, it is what it sounds like. And that, that is just how it goes sometimes. And I, I do think Danny Brown's obviously like insane voice would cut through any production, but it, it, hearing Kenny talk about it made me think about the production in a different way, which is like the whole point of why we do these interviews. Really, we want to learn, but then you guys get to learn by the benefit of us right. kind of like talking to these folks and publishing it. So um, yeah, incredible record maps. Um, and it's just, it's so cool that, everything is going so well for them. I know they're, they're all over the map. I mean, it's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, you, congratulations on all their success. Like we sort of alluded to in the intro, uh, it's really good to see more eyes on them and, you know, the spotlight grow a little bit. I mean, they're very, very well deserving. And, you know, again, I mean, the, the jump off uh, for this album, uh, soft landing is just fucking incredible. Like I've probably listened to it like 40 times already. And a lot of the songs on here are very short, very concise there's a sense of brevity to them which i think like just works to it to its advantage for sure absolutely um so you know it's um yeah i guess what i want to say is like um it's always a big event for us when there's a new album from these core people that we've really like tend to focus on in the show you have your quelle chris's you have your billy woods you have your elusives mm-hmm. you have your rap ferreras on the production tip there's kind of like your small professors your kenny siegels and um seems like most people you know obviously on kind of another tier where they don't know we exist yet you're alchemists uh, <laughs> but um there's there's a. Uh, it's even though it is within kind of the confines of the community it still feels like an event album did i make any sense Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think, I mean, for anybody who's heard um, Hiding Places, I mean, I think it's like, whoa, when are they going to collab again? Because there's yeah. certainly a sense of energy and um, just just magic with those two. I, I don't want to make this overly sound like just a straight Billy Woods album, because I think um, a, a lot of its brilliance is um, due to Kenny Siegel, for sure. Totally. And it's so cool that Kenny Siegel gets co-billing on it and that he's going to go and kind of tour it it's very relatable uh when he says he doesn't really want to be on stage he doesn't want to be the center of attention he doesn't really he doesn't really enjoy that part of the job that much we've heard that from several of the people we've talked to i think we feel that way in many ways about the public things that we do in in this uh kind of content creation or whatever you want to call it realm so that's just super relatable for me but um i think it's i think it's also good to make eye contact with your public to like let people show you in person how dope you are and that that's always a good feeling um and then you go back to the lab and hold up 
and like, you know, cook up the next one. So, yeah, um, yeah. so it's exciting and I'm glad to see all that happening for them. But um, Dave, I have famously left social media. What's happening on Twitter and Instagram these days? Just <laughs> feel free to be expansive. We have plenty of time. I'm just kidding. Oh man, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm going to deactivate myself right now. <laughs> But you can you can find us, not me really, these days um, on Twitter at DadBodRapPod. Um, I'm assuming the conversation is going on. Have they figured out if Illmatic or It Was Written is the better album yet? Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Over on Instagram, uh, we are also online at DadBodRapPod. Um, Going to be less pictures of my records these days. I'm so sorry, everyone. And... Uh, Always pro, pro show promo posts um, on Thursdays and uh, on reels are still are girls still wearing sports bras and jumping up and down. No comment either. No comment. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I've heard. <laughs> it's it's the algorithm, man. I'm just kidding. The algorithm. Uh, we also have the interactive. Uh, community-based uh spirited discussion portal of our patreon that's patreon.com slash dadbod rap pod uh, we are posting fake radio shows we are posting playlists we are posting um open-ended queries we are discussing music we have some weeks where we're throwing a ton of stuff up up on there some weeks where it's not as much we really appreciate everyone who has um, contributed to the cause the new folks who have popped up um we're very interactive on there feel free to send a dm or comment on a post we're happy to answer questions um it was just i think a couple weeks ago i did another kind of ama kind of thing um you can, you can ask us anything you might not like the answer but you can <laughs> ask us anything um uh, so yeah that's kind of what's going on this week we appreciate everyone listening dave do you have anything you want to plug um, nothing off top. I'm working, uh, as some people might notice, uh, KTH is doing like a hip hop, um, uh, centered, um, rollout this year, a lot of Bay area focused hip hop. So I'm doing a little thing with peanut, peanut butter wolf on San Jose hip hop. But nice. other than that, just, just sort of dabbling and, or just slowly finishing up projects that I've, that, that have just been lingering for a minute. Nice. Um, I have nothing to plug, uh, but I will say on that KTEH stuff, uh, my man Jay Dara just did this great piece about like 20 Oakland rap tapes you probably haven't heard oh, of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that piece. I want to sit with it and like click through some of the links. I had heard of some of them because, you know, this is what we do, but not all of them. And um, I know Jay uh, from record collecting circles for many years now, and um, he always comes with it. And he loves that Oakland stuff and that underground stuff and it's just amazing what kind of seeped through how many of those characters ended up being in important industry positions later on and just like mm -hmm. defining the sound of the town's hip-hop scene and just it was just a great piece so i um, yeah, wanted man. to give a shout out there but um yeah we'll be back um soonish next thursday most likely yep. and you can always find us online at our various handles and thank you for listening to the dad bod rap pod Tell me I'm in the